Welcome to Geeks in a Pod. If you're joining us for the first time, each week we debate and discuss a topic as it pertains to movies, television, and all things media. My name is Derek Wong. With me today is... Art Chow. Hey, this is Jeff. So we are going to have a pretty fun discussion today. Our main topic is, is revolving around the news of Showtime bringing back the Michael C. Hall-led Dexter, right? It's been on an eight-year hiatus. And it's going to come back for a presumably ninth and final season. We don't know, question mark. But we thought because of this news, we thought we maybe talk a little bit about like TV show revivals, right? Not reboots, but revivals. Uh, We'll talk kind of the merits of them, what we think of them, and then maybe some shows that we think could work well as a revival. But before we do that, we're going to start a news segment that we're going to do hopefully each week. And what I'm kind of calling geeking out, right? So each week, we're just going to kind of bring news articles or, or interesting stories that we've, that we've read throughout the week, and we're kind of just talk about them a little bit. Um, not take up too much time, but it's a way to kind of broaden the scope of our, our episodes to, to add a little bit more discussion involved. Does anyone want to bring anything to the floor? As of this recording this morning, Raya and the Last Dragon from the uh, next upcoming Disney animated film is just dropped their first trailer. Official trailer. Yeah, I, w- I watched it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think uh, who was the who was it? Kelly Marie Tran is um, the lead actress. Star yes. Wars fame is going to be the lead voice actress, and I think Aquafina is supposed to be in it too. Oh, she's in everything nowadays, huh? Yeah, I think the interesting part for me is that they're actually setting it uh, for release in early March of next year, and that's uh, hoping we're past this all some of this COVID isolation stuff and they're going to be having theaters open for it so in march we're going to have to buy this on amazon or not amazon disney plus uh, disney plus um, premium or whatever yeah, yeah or you're going to have to rent out a whole theater like amc's just announced that they're possibly doing Which, that's pretty cool right 99 dollars to rent out a whole theater i mean i and i i think i read somewhere it's uh what up to 20 people maybe I don't remember exactly how many, but I think it's a cool idea because it gives you that kind of exclusive experience. And maybe this is a new model moving forward for AMC. I don't think it's the most... I don't know how sustainable that is, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's super sustainable, but it's kind of cool. I mean, not everybody wants to like watch the uh, movies on their TV at home. They want kind of that at least miniature theater experience, right? What I will say is that uh, this is this would be a great birthday gift for for you, Derek. <laughs> yes, buy me so, a theater. So, uh, you know, it was recent, right? So, you know, happy birthday. You know? <laughs> so, you, so you, did well, you yeah. buy me an AMC theater up here or rent out an AMC theater up here that don't exist? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, let's got, just say when regal. you visit back down here, yeah. we'll see. Well, the funny <laughs> thing is I had a friend who also showed me another article because we have Cinemarks up here and they're doing the exact same thing. You can rent out a Cinemark for, I think, like $99 and, and and watch presumably whatever movie they have out right now. So it's not just AMC, but I think the, the big one that caught a lot of people's attention in, in the media is the AMC deal. I think it is um, a lot of pivoting. Um, I mean, just relevant to the original um, Raya release was that they actually had or had Soul uh, coming out early this summer, obviously, with theaters closed, they aren't doing that. And I think they're agreeing now to to release Soul, the new Pixar film, on Disney Plus directly. Yes. But there's no mention of the premium pay time, I thank God. Don't, yeah, I don't think so. I think it's just going to come straight to Disney Plus. 
I really hope so. Actually, I like. I really watch. I really enjoy the trailers for Soul, and I'm looking forward to something for to an original Pixar work. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Maybe just our luck. Uh, they'll only do it for the Asian ones. So you know, Raya and uh, Mulan. <laughs> we're we're at a premium. The Asian stories are at a premium. <laughs> yeah. You gotta pay to, to pay to play. You know. Yeah. China. China. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. For the record, the podcast does not adhere to any person, any views, or support anything. No, definitely not. <laughs> but going back to the trailer, I mean, it looks like it's one of those kind of action adventure kind of stories, right? Um, she's on a journey. Sounds looks like she has a cute kind of like uh, companion, like animal companion. So it definitely has all the kind of trademarks of some Disney movies. I'm a little surprised. It has really strong Moana vibes, kind of that South Asian, Southeast Asian kind of mm-hmm. vibes to it. Obviously, it, I, obviously, I think it's very fictional and it's probably an amalgam of cultures. Yeah. But I, I think it's interesting because Disney, I don't know of Disney to really release, at least in modern times, similar cultured films. They usually like the bounce between their stories a little bit. So I think that's a little bit, in, that's interesting in itself. Art, did you want to uh, geek out on anything? The only thing that, uh, you know, that I brought up was something that we all play, <laughs> kind of Division 2 related. Yeah. Who plays so, that? Who plays that? <laughs> who play, yeah, who plays that? Hey, if you play Division uh, 2 and you want to play with us, uh, hit, hit me up and uh, we, we can all party up. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy that just had a child, you know, our, uh, the uh, co-host, <laughs> you know, he's on that all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, but uh, so their news is that they're actually going to another platform. So if you currently play any Ubisoft games... Most of it is on Uplay, and they've decided that they're actually going to release something called uh, Uconnect. So it's basically like Steam, in a sense, where you just have a bunch of the new games into it. And it's going to be all the new games, and uh, I think still there's still going to be stuff on Uplay, but like for us, uh, in terms of Division 2, that is going to go to their new Connect platform. Why are we being forced to download something new right switch to something like why can't they just do that with you play like why can't they just update you play to be what they i don't get it like i just don't understand this movie i feel the same exact way about it and like what they did supposedly or what they're going to do is they're just going to release a ton of you play rewards and then that's going to be done and like it's over and then it's going to go straight to connect. And so at the end of the month, that's what we're going to have to download. That's great. Yeah. I, I really don't know what was the incentive behind that besides just releasing newer games onto it and keeping the older ones on Uplay. I really don't see the difference. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of nerds are using Uplay nowadays? See you guys on Division. <laughs> I know, this. right? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, the the one story I wanted to bring up, I mean, there was a lot. There's a lot of stuff that, ha- that happened this week, but I think the one that's really interesting that just just like Jeff just dropped today is that it looks like we are seeing the end of Quibi, the very short-lived short video platform, I guess, if you want to call it anything. It looks like after, what, less than a year of of existence, it's pretty much at its last legs and, and going away. The one thing, I, I guess the only thing I would say is I'm not really surprised by this, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think anyone is, yeah. I think both the model and the concept of the whole business was a little bit odd. It's that idea that everybody wants to, um, you know, TVs are not where it's at, but it's on cell phones and, and they're big 
thing was like the turnstile feature where you can turn your phone horizontal or vertical to get a quote unquote different point of view. So creating like some weird interactivity. But I don't know. I mean, I feel kind of bad because, you know, this is Jeffrey Katzenberg. This guy built up like so much Disney, Pixar and DreamWorks. And for him to kind of end up here, I'm just like, I, I think I said it to you guys earlier. I think he's lost his touch a little bit. It could have went both ways, right? If this was a huge success, he would have been seen as a genius. But uh, honestly, I was never, ever really excited about this platform. The idea that I, I mean, you already have a, a, I think, a divide between people that like watching movies in the theater at most on their TV, but then the, to force somebody, and I know they kind of changed it after the fact, but to kind of like initially kind of force people into a handheld device was a really hard sell for me because I like watching movies on like at least a TV with like a nice sound system, right? Versus the novelty of being able to flip my phone sideways and see it in a different way. Like, I, I don't know. It, it. I read and heard a lot of podcasts about like this whole thing because back then it was sort of the streaming wars were just getting started with Peacock and HBO Max launching this year as well. I do remember they did make it a point though. Quibi is Quibi's target uh, competition is not necessarily Netflix per se. It kind of is, but it isn't. Their target competition is really YouTube and TikTok. They're trying to get that short form video format, but to do it on a subscription model just seems really odd considering YouTube and TikTok are free and very much more than more than popular enough right now. Yeah, it was a little too much of a gimmick to me. Just, yeah, just like you and Derek were saying, it, it really did not reach really any target audience, in my opinion. And so I must say, goodbye, Felicia. Goodbye. Wow. Good All work. right, that will end this segment. Right. And that, that's the end of the whole podcast. That's the end of the podcast. We're done. Bye. Oh. All right, well, let's get into our main topic then. Like I said before, it was announced that. Showtime was bringing back the star Michael C. Hall and executive producer Clyde Phillips to basically bring us a new season of their hit show, Dexter. Uh, this would be an additional ninth season after what was presumably the season, or sorry, the series finale in 2013. So for this week's episode, we thought it would be fun to kind of discuss the, like I said, the merits of, re you know, revival TVs, and then maybe talk a little bit about maybe some shows that we think that would make actually good uh, revivals maybe bring them back for a season one, one or you know bringing them back for at least one more additional season or how we're going to define a revival series is um, we'll define it as uh, any show that has seeming seemingly been canceled or has already had their quote-unquote series finale and of course they brought it back for additional seasons and usually this happens after some period of time right it's not just I mean, we there are some cases where it does seem like other networks are now starting to revive other shows. The prime example maybe is like Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? It was it was unceremoniously canceled from Fox, and NBC picked it pretty much picked it right back up and um, kind of continued right where I left off. So I'm just gonna go ahead and like quickly, quickly just list off a a series of just the examples I found, which was. A lot more than I even realized. I thought this was like a really new phenomenon, and it technically kind of is. 
but I was surprised to realize that how many of them are out there right now or have happened in the last maybe five, ten years. Um, so like I said, I'll list it out real quick. Uh, Heroes, Mad TV, 24, Prison Break, Full House, Boy Meets World, Futurama, Family Guy, X-Files, Arrested Development, Samurai Jack, Gilmore Girls, Will and Grace, Twin Peaks, Doctor Who, Veronica Mars, Roseanne, Deadwood, Booger Town. I know some upcoming ones is like Saved by the Bell. Uh, am I missing any? Those are the big ones. I think the big differentiator is there's a lot of these revivals, and then there's kind of the reboots slash remakes too. Yeah, and we're we're trying to stay for this one. We'll, we're trying to stay away from that, right? But like specifically, I want to talk about revivals, right? The idea of actually bringing back like the original cast, right? After so many years, yeah. So it, it's it's kind of interesting to see. I, I don't know. What are your guys' impressions on like revival series? I guess I think that they can sometimes do pretty well. I would say that for the most part, what you listed, a lot of them weren't that mm-hmm. good. The originals were much much better than than uh, some of the new their newer counterparts, right? Um, the revival counterparts, but you know, in some cases. Um, they pick up new fans. They get even more popular than they really were. One of them, I guess, might be Family Guy. Now, I don't think that the newer stuff is as good as the older stuff, but it still it captures an audience and it still brings in a lot of people to watch it. You know, it's still very popular. But things and another really good one is Doctor Who, right? Yep. That one like just got hugely popular ever since the original, right? And so it just reached out to to so many newer audiences that had never even heard about what Doctor Who really was. And so I think under certain circumstances, it can do really well under really good writers and really good um, directors. It can also do just, you know, just great. One of the, the ones that I kind of felt bad for, because I thought they did a pretty good job and especially like the, the original people were still in it was uh, girl meets world. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, a, it was a fun series. It was, it was pretty funny the the main character was quirky just like the dad was back in the day and uh it wasn't really that successful though i think you know it only uh, got had three, three years and that was that's a, pretty that's not bad that's yeah, not bad for a revival well. right it's not at least at least it wasn't just like one and done in a sense yeah yeah and they did have they did technically have a finale so you know i think you brought up the exact right one i think if i were to like look at probably the prime example of a revival is doctor who I'm I myself am a very big fan of Doctor Who. My fiance is too. We didn't grow up watching any of the like 1960s ones, right? Or the older what they called it, kind of like the older Doctors. My fiance has been watching since basically 2005. I caught on a couple years after, and we still watch it today. You know, we we love the series, and I think it was such. I think what's nice about Doctor Who is that it kind of lends itself for like a revival because of the way you know like the doctor regenerates and becomes a whole new person so it's really easy to be like well we're not going to keep any old cast because the story actually allows us to recast everyone right or re kind of bring in a new fresh take to it but still be part of the same doctor who universe yeah so i i think you're right when you when you bring up that one family guys a really interesting case in this right because it was canceled i think after like two years and because of really successful dvd and 
syndication numbers, Fox decided to pick it back up in 2005. Yeah. And and then it then it kind of became that monster hit that we remember now. But I yeah. think I, I don't know if a lot of people know or remember that it was at one point canceled. I think the problem is also it depends on the timing of the revival too. I think Doctor Who's done a really good job of bringing the original concept and and quote unquote spirit of Doctor Who the series to the present and kind of adapting to the times. But I, I do feel like by and large, a vast majority, and it's anecdotal, but I think a vast majority of these revivals, they're playing off nostalgia, but they don't really have find the success off the nostalgia because of the expectations that are placed on them. Because you're trying to appeal to that classic, you know, that was the series, we grew up on this, I want to see what happened next, but still bringing that to modern times and like, Family Guy had a very short cancellation period, so it was able to kind of continue the same kind of humor, which I don't think it would fly as well in current times as it did back then. So I think there's a big component of just like when it's done. Uh, I think a prime example of this is Arrested Development. Yes. A great series, pretty much universally praised as before its time. And everybody was so excited when Netflix picked it up. But what was... Um, you guys can maybe look it up or something, but what was the lag? What, what was the delta between it going when it, going off the air and then coming back to Netflix? From the quick, yeah, the quick research I did was like, I think it went off air or was canceled in 2006 by Fox, and then in 2013 that's when Netflix picked it back up. Right. At which point, like I think one of the biggest things that bugged me a lot looking at rewatching the series was like, wow, everybody's a lot older. And the humor just doesn't stick the same way. And they had to do that weird thing with the CG, CG people in there sometimes too. Issue with the rest of the element also was that it didn't feel like the, the same series that we watched back in, you know, the early 2000s because it, it seemed like the cast wasn't as committed or like not that they weren't committed, but they weren't able to commit the time needed. Right, their schedules weren't able to align to get everyone in the same room at every time. Right, so that's why they did the seasons the way they did, where or the season the way they did, where it was like episodes were focused on like mainly one character because that's how they kind of filmed it. Right, they kind of filmed you know Buster's episode with Tony Hale because not not they couldn't get everyone in the same scene at all times. Right, so they sometimes like they had to weirdly stitch people in the same scene or reshoot scenes and then like. Buster wasn't in the scene, but it, you were supposed to be able to feel like they were all in the same room. But uh, from my understanding, they they were rarely or never in the same room. Correct. So it felt like a whole different show. Which means like to what – what's the point of a revival exactly, at that yeah. point, right? Like I mean that's just – you know, that's just – it looks more like a money grab at that point. Mm-hmm. Just to fill in like, hey, we did a we, – we're back. But you're not really. And I think I think it's the same case would be could be made for a series that's just like, yeah, we're back. We're bringing back everybody, but it's not the same production team or the same writing. And they don't follow the spirit of the show very well. Um, and in that sense, I think to me, that's probably the big highlight for me. Disappointment with a series I've watched in recent past because I'm just like, I love the original series. I love the first three seasons, I believe. And then the new ones were just awful. 
And I was really excited, but you, like you said, they couldn't commit it, commit to it fully, scheduling whatever. Then what's the point of doing it? Yeah, I think there was this stigma also that you know Netflix wasn't known for really making these series at the time, or like you know like developing these series and then also just being highly touted or you know really just highly watched or anything. It was just kind of a, this new development in a sense, and so I think that. Ever since then, though, I think they've gotten a lot better, I would say. And so I think since Arrested Development was one of those early ones, it kind of suffered in that sense. Well, I mean, that's Netflix making a financial decision. But I still have to say there's something about the production of it, too, right? Like the team that came back and or that team that went in and envisioned this, hey, let's bring back the Arrested Development cast. You're not doing the fans justice. You're not doing any new people justice to watch that series. You're not doing this. And, and by virtue, you're not doing the show justice. You know, the and memory of the show, I'm... the quality of the show, uh, the characters, the, the actors, however you want to put it. So I think in that sense, it's like, I think people need to really curate how you look at a revival because nostalgia is great for nostalgia's sake. But you still need to bring nostalgia into the present. I mean, that's what Disney is trying to do with their live action remakes. And Again, those are remakes and we've had discussions about it in the past, but, you know, we've talked about it before where, hey, we're playing these movies for nostalgia, but we're also trying to capture a new crowd. And to be fair, they, they have the right idea. Yeah. The only thing that I can say is that they probably didn't take it as seriously because Netflix wasn't that big at the time, as in like making new series. So I don't want to say anything about them or anything like that or the production or, you know, the uh, the producers or anything like that. But I do have this feeling that they probably didn't take it as seriously because they didn't know whether or not it would be, uh, if Netflix would be a successful platform to be making shows and movies like they are now. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's part of it. And that's finances and everything like that. But at the same time, I think it's, I, I think it's, that that goes back, but it goes beyond that. I think it, it, at that point, you need to ask yourself why you're making a reboot. What are you, or a revival? What are you making it a success? Because no one starts a series or most people don't commit money and time and effort to a series that hasn't, that's not going anywhere. The idea is to make it, to make a run or make something quality. Yeah. And I agree with you. It was a disservice to the fans at that point. There's something to be said that it does seem like these are revivals, right? There's kind of two paths, right? There's the path that I think a lot of these take is that, okay, we had this super successful thing, right? This magic that we had. And we are betting that people will just want to come back because they want to see that again, right? It's like, oh, I hear Arrest Development. Well, Arrest Development's bad, bad um example. Maybe like the X-Files, right? That technically had like an ending, right? It probably could have never come back, but then it, it's a series that like, oh, I remember the X-Files. I loved it. I I want to see this revival, right? So that is, I feel like, banking a lot on nostalgia. And sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. For me, at least, I think a lot of times that doesn't. You're really reaching to a very niche community because, like, as shows go on, like, your fandom for that show, I I would say diminishes, right? And because you were a super fan back then doesn't mean you're going to be a super fan now. Or maybe you were just, you liked the show and you watched it at the moment, but just because they're bringing it back doesn't mean you're going to watch it now. Right. 
There's also the pathway, I feel like, and this is kind of where Dexter's going, this is kind of where like Arrested Development's going, where there is this feeling of we left something on the table and we want to bring it back so that we can kind of finish it, right? I know Arrested Development was kind of touted as a show as ahead of its time. It was canceled too early. I know Dexter, historically, I've never seen it, but all I've read is that Dexter's finale, is series finale, is one of the worst series finale in all of television, right? I've, I've seen it touted that way. So I can understand maybe why they're trying to bring it back, right? Because there was a fandom, and then it's it's almost like this reprieve, right? This like, let's try it one more time, and let's try to fix our errors. Yeah, and I honestly like. I think that's th- those you can broadly like put into like more of the same. Mm-hmm. And, and I think um, since we used the example earlier, Family Guy fits into that. It's you're bringing it back, but you're bringing it back for more of the same because you're trying to capture that original magic. As you correctly said, you know, especially depending on the time frame between the cancellation and the reboot, you're gonna be catering to a different. Uh, to a different audience, you're going to be catering to a different time, different culture, different norms. All those things play into it, and there is a place for that. I think series like Fuller House um, on Netflix, and and series like um, uh, Girl Meets World, I believe. Right, Art, you mentioned that earlier. They kind of play to that same kind of. This is more the same, maybe slightly different perspective. Yes. Uh, but it's really essentially that. And then I think you have other series which, or other revivals which are really trying to pivot and give you a different perspective. And I think that's where things get interesting because you can still draw in the original crowd and you're going to have haters that say, Hey, you made it, you went too far, but then you're still going to have the intrigue at the, at the start and people are going to go back to see what's different because it is different. Um, and I think a good example of this is, um, Cobra Kai. That's true. That's technically a revival. Yes, it was originally a movie, and it was true. It took place when I was kids, but the perspectives are completely different. I didn't even add that to my list, but that that's right. I mean, we're talking specifically TV shows, but in a sense, like t- oh, yeah. it started yeah. as a movie, but now it's a TV show, right? So it's like yeah, it's still or a Netflix show, camp, right? So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's why I was actually going to bring up, uh, you know, Rush Hour, but you know, that's a terrible as a terrible example. But yeah. Well, I was going to say the but to, to work against that. Jeff's point. I mean, uh, the the twenty four revival was just like didn't have didn't have <laughs> Jack Bauer, right? Yeah. It didn't have any of the original cast, yeah. and it came and went. It kind of pretty much fizzled right away. So yeah, there are of course good examples, bad examples, right? And I mean, there's some examples where it just seems like you know we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but like audience audiences have kind of. Uh, affected this in 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 certain ways right like cougar town like deadwood like uh brooklyn 99 right there it was this kind of fever pitch for more episodes and they they brought him back like i know cougar down came back for a couple episodes like that's that's why deadwood got a 2019 movie right because just like the fans were able to like hammer away and 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 they, you know, people listen, someone listened, right? So, I mean, there's, there's that kind of what's going on in the world too, or going on in the, in the world of like TV and movies. We're more kind of focusing on TV, but it should be mentioned that like, this is starting to happen in movies too. The three examples I wrote down is like, we're getting a new Matrix movie. 
Uh, we already yeah. have the Jurassic World series, right? But which is basically a continuation of Jurassic Park. And even this next movie is supposed to bring back the original actors from Jurassic Park. And I mean, we have the Rocky Creed series, right? Michael B. Jordan's character is as, as a direct descendant of one of the characters. Rocky, the actual character, is in it and a main component of it. So it's like, you know, I think when people think of revivals, they think of TV, but. I don't know. It's starting to happen in movies, right? Where we're starting to revisit like old properties and not just rebooting them, but reviving them and bringing back the old stars and the old can and basically, basically, you know, uh, tying them to the, the canon of the, that, that universe. Do you guys have any shows that you've loved in the past that maybe you think would be make good revivals? I'm going to say it right now. Yes, dear. The comedy show. Which is that? It's a sitcom. It was way ahead of its time, I feel. It was actually pretty <laughs> funny, but it was very under the radar. Wait, what, who, who's it really in it? Was. What, is, what, what network? I don't even uh, remember this. So, yeah, it was uh, It was mainly on NBC, I believe, um, when they had like the comedy block um, a long time. It wasn't as old as the TGIF stuff, but uh, it was a little newer. And I think it's either CBS or NBC. I don't, CBS. I don't quite remember. Was it CBS? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks for the correction. Oh, so it had Michael Malley, and I don't remember the other char- like the other actors, actors and actresses' names. But it was a really funny story where it's two sisters. They get married to, like, they get married, right? And so one of them, one of the the husbands, is a Hollywood exec, and the other one is kind of out of work and kind of needs a little bit of help. So he sets them up with this security job at his movie studio or his production studio and so they just get into really hilarious like slice of life things it was kind of like your typical family sitcom transition into the 2000s from the 90s it was was decent um yeah i think one that probably has a little bit more highlight for um especially or louder fans clamoring for it firefly yeah i knew you're gonna bring that one out jeff (laughs) everybody's gotta say that man yeah, I mean this. This this is definitely one I I've never seen Firefly. It's amazing. Yeah, but this is one I know constantly. I always hear people are just like, we really wish there was one at least one more season of Firefly, you know, or bring you know revive Firefly. So Jeff, like, isn't Serenity a sequel technically though to Firefly? Yeah, I mean technically it is. So I mean the the question is is does it deserve a revival, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think Serenity was the attempt to try to clean up the story as much as possible. And in many ways it did, but it's one of those things where like you always kind of re- want to revisit that world. Uh, it's kind of like the Star Wars universe. It could have ended at four through six, but you always kind of wanted to delve into the world a little bit more. And obviously that's gone in different directions and our opinions about it are, you know, is another discussion. But that's the great thing about Firefly was it, it they built themselves a very interesting backstory, a very interesting world, very interesting characters. And they did try to close it up to some degree uh, in Serenity. And I think they did it fairly well. I'm cer- certain there are people that would disagree. But it's one of those, like, I would love to revisit that world again and see what happens to those characters and see them interact again. I, I definitely hear it a lot. Do you bring up a point that I want to ask you guys? Is Star Wars a revival? Yes. To me, I actually don't consider it. I just consider it as a sequel. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, that's that's hard, right? I, I See, the question is, is how planned was these episodes 
going forward, right? If the intention was from the very beginning, or at least directly after the movie, to push for a sequel because of how successful it was, that's fine. But why was there such a time frame between the sequels? They didn't start production or even start talking about production, it sounded like, between these series that much. According to George Lucas, he did say he originally wrote nine different books for it, and it was supposed to be a conclusion. It was supposed to be after that, um, after six. But it but, totally I fell mean, through. You know, who's to say, really, you know? Like, how accurate is that? Did he actually mean for everything to come about like this? I don't really know, you know, right? It's a different creative team. But at the same time, then, isn't one through three also a revival then at that point? Right. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Like, in, we, in, in, or, in, in, I, mean, I don't know if I'm saying it, but like, I, I guess I get Jeff's point. If he outright said like, "I'll come back to this in like 20 years and then I'll do the movies," right? Versus like, it does. There is this huge gap between both or all three sets of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Right. There's like this over 20, 30 year gap between four, five, six, and one, two, three, and then almost this 20 year gap between yep. one, two, three, and seven, eight, nine. So it mm-hmm. doesn't like, I guess. Getting to Jeff's point, it doesn't feel planned that way. So, in essence, isn't it? Yeah, like, isn't it kind of revival? But you're right; it's also just sequels, right? They're all in sequence; they're all one story. Yeah, yeah. but revivals are all sequels in a sense. That's right? true. If we're not talking about remakes. Revivals are all sequels in a sense. They may frame differently, but they're all sequels, and they could have been, especially in the cases of the shows that were canceled and resumed. Uh, the argument that um, that the creators had more visions how to move it forward, but they canceled because of production or, or or funding or whatever, those still count as revivals. There's no question about that. So my, my argument against that is that Star Wars never really went away. Yeah, that's per that's se. Also there were, yeah, like there they, were, it's like Yeah, there were books, there were T V series, there were, you know, shows and different different things, you know. So I feel like it never really went away. It always had that same crowd, that same following, and that same lore, and it was continued in a sense. Um, maybe not necessarily through the main, the main storyline, but it's always been around. Counterpoint to that: if that's the case, then why recreate all the legacy? Why like write off all the legacy book stories? That's their decision, though, right? But nevertheless, Clone Wars has been around for a very long time, even before. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the the new movies, and that's still canon. They said that that is canon. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just still feel like I, I just feel like it. It didn't. You know, yes, he may have had these grand ideas, and people keeping it alive, the fandom keeping it alive, um, smaller scales keeping it alive, whether it be through video games, whether it be through through books. I don't think that's the same as trying to keep the entirety of the series alive through big production. And this is kind of, I think, the frame of the current conversation is these are productions. The purpose is to move the whole, the whole narrative story or whatever forward through these primary productions. Whether they're side stories or not, I think is a little bit different. No, I, I think, I, I think I see both sides. Yeah. Like, I think. I think yeah. if you were to argue to me, like, no, it's not a revival, I'd be like, yeah, I, I can see your point. But then if you argue to me that, yeah, it's a revival, like, I, it's really hard for me to say yes or no to this. Well, now we're getting into this tangent, right? We've, we spent way too long on this. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I see both your points. Honestly, I think you could swing both ways. 
Uh, so one show that I would love to see one more season of, and this is a huge cop out and a plug for my other show, I guess. <laughs> my other podcast is I would love to see a fourth and hopefully final season of Hannibal. It's one show that ended with a huge cliffhanger that I would admittedly say that doesn't leave much closure. It it really is a huge cliffhanger that you kind of want to see resolve. I know recently with Hannibal hitting Netflix, there's been a lot of talks about like, is there going to be a revival? Is there going to be a revival? Because we want to see this fourth and final season. So I'm definitely not alone in this thought. So yeah, that that's definitely one show I really want to see come back for at least one more season. And I think it only needs one more season. Like, I don't want this to be like, let's bring it back and let's have like six more seasons. Like, this is falling in the camp of there was some cards left on the table that I want to just see finished, right? I want it. I want a finale for this. Loose ends. Feels like there's a lot of loose ends and I just want to end it. Another one... I guess on the other side, the one where it, it felt like it had a definitive ending, but I would love to see maybe this is one of those like now that it's been, you know, 20 years, I'd actually like to see how the characters have progressed. And this is kind of like in the same way of like Saved by the Bell and all that. And I already know that it's having a reboot done, but I would actually love to see a revival of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, I would love to see where those characters are now and, like, even somehow tie in the death of, like, Uncle Phil's character, right? Or, I mean, because James Avery has passed away, so, like, in in the show, he would have to have passed away. I don't think, you know, they would absolutely not recast him, so it'd be interesting to see how they deal with that, too, right? So, yeah, that's one show, like, I would... I would actually want to see one more season, see where those characters are now, like 20 years later. Did they say that the reboot will have the cameos no. by other characters? Or no, because no? the reboot is a totally readjusted image of Fresh Prince, right? Because the original Fresh Prince was a 30-minute sitcom, and it was comedy. This is going to be a drama. Like, f- oh, okay. you know, first and foremost, it's going to be a drama, and it's not going to have any of the original cast, at least from my understanding i see yeah that would be really cool um oh before we forget there was one show that i had just read about recently because there's a lot of drama it was a revival for charmed well that's not really a revival that's more of a reboot right because it doesn't have i yeah it doesn't have the original cast i don't think i think that yeah i think that's more of a reboot they're taking but they are taking they're taking the concept of this story but they're moving to a different that's a reboot (laughs) um actually they're actually pulling in some of the original characters into it because they recently shot something yeah there was some drama over that i think Mm. and so yeah are they casting them as the original characters or like kind of see i guess the, the real question the real difference between a reboot and a renewal or i'm sorry a reboot and a revival revival i'm sorry is does it take place in the same continuous universe and doctor who gets to cheat on this because they do different things but you know i agree with you guys and uh i i just yeah i don't know enough about it because i never watched the original or anything like that i only know that there was drama because the original actors said some things and you know they were on set i see stuff like that oh okay who wanted to charms reboot? <laughs> <I> <laughs> don't look at me. I, don't, I actually yeah. really love the original charm, but I didn't want to. Re- like I knew there was a reboot, and I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I, I don't think this is this is for me. Like I'm I'm over. I'm d- not over it, but I'm like that's behind me. But uh, is there anything else that you guys think that 
deserves like a reboot, not a reboot, sorry, a revival or? I'm trying to think. I, I think in a lot of ways, this kind of goes back to like, does thing, do things need a revival or do they just kind of need what, you know, what we had in like the 80s and 90s, which is just like those one-off shows where they just had a chance to get back together and you kind of had like the one-off or one-off film or long show, long format yeah. episode or something like that. Those are always nice. Um, yeah. I think you, you mean like reunions, right? Yeah, reunion reunions, yeah. shows. That's what I thing. really want. Yeah. I think those probably make a, more of a difference in a, are more of a difference maker rather. I remember reading an article that Derek sent to me and they were talking about revivals and reboots and we were reading through that. But one of the things they said is like, there's something to be said for quitting while you're ahead. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of these stories, you know, like, God knows where they'd go because we love them for what they were and we thought we wanted more. But what if they took it like, well, last season of Game of Thrones kind of the direction? I mean, not even talking about that. I mean, you brought up the perfect example of Rested Development, right? Like, if yeah. it didn't come back, I would just have those three seasons that I thought were just amazing ahead amazing. of its time. But now, mm-hmm. like, you add the extra two seasons of Arrested Development and I'm just like, I haven't even seen the last season and... It, it kind of tarnishes the name, right? Like now I think about Red's development. I think about, well, there's good seasons and then there's now really bad seasons, right? No, those are, yeah, that's ex- actually, you're right. Arrested, uh, Arrested Development is the perfect example of that where it's just like, it's in a certain sense, it's kind of ruined it for me a little. I love the original still. Yes. But I can't ignore the fact that those episodes or those two extra two seasons now exist and well, they're awful. So, yeah, I, th- I think there's something to definitely be said that when, when these companies take the reboots versus a reunion, as Art aptly put it, you know, there's an episode, oh, we're just doing it for nostalgia. It's cool. Well, let's just see what that character's up to now. Oh, he's doing that and he's still kind of pulling that little joke. And I remember that because it's funny, but he's not re- rehashing it so much that now it's like stale. Yeah. So I think those are, that's where it's at. Or again, I think a good example for me, and I know it's not the perfect example since we're talking about series is, is Cobra Kai, where they've taken a whole new perspective on the series. And I like that because even though it's risky and you do risk alienating in a sense, some hardcore fan base, maybe you've also created something new and effective, but it still takes place in the same universe. Yeah, I really do like that series. And it's something to be said when even my mom likes that series. <laughs> yeah, right? So <laughs> This subject isn't just so black and white, right? I mean, there are good examples and bad examples. I think to say that, you know, we shouldn't have any revivals or we shouldn't have any reboots or anything like that. I think that's just like closed-minded thinking. And honestly, I think there are times where it, it can be really good and give us like meaningful stories and, and characters. So, I, I do look forward to revival still. It just depends on what it is. I mean, I was a big fan of Saved by the Bell, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch this new season of Saved by the Bell, but at the same time worried because it is so far removed and it will focus on a new cast, right, with some of the old cast. So, there is those elements that make me worried a little bit. But uh, I think if nothing else, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Art, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Mixed Bag of Nuts. Jeff? I'm um, also on Instagram, the.other.jwang. And you can find me, Derek, at the wrong Daig. Daig is spelled D A Y I K. And that is for Instagram and Twitter. 
You can also find me on my other podcast called The Strange Harbors Podcast, where I already kind of mentioned earlier, currently we are doing a rewatch of the NBC series Hannibal. Uh, we are actually pretty close to being done with that, so we only have a couple more episodes left and we're done with the whole series. So I think our podcast will switch again and, and you know start a new season with some new ideas. If you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts on anything we've said, if you think of another revival that we've missed, or maybe there's another show you think that would be a really good revival, let us know. Send us an email at geeksinapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>